haven't we been mightily blessed of the Lord? Amen. I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord with each of you. I, let me just tell you what I know. I know that revival is here and that revival is here to stay. And our, our task and duty in this portion of the revival, we may be coming to a conclusion. We're moving to our next assignment. But you guys are going to go to the next level in Jesus' name. There's going to be more evangelists and preachers that come by, and I'm expecting and believing to hear more incredible reports of many receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, many miracles, many signs, and glorious wonders that are going to be performed in the name of that holy child, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Pastor and Sister Bradford, for your friendship, love, and, uh, and I'm going to use a word. My wife and I have just, we've just done our best to think of every question in the book to ask Pastor and Sister Bradford. And then I finally just realized I don't think I know enough to even ask the right questions. So I said, well, in the next season of life, Pastor, uh, we're just going to be calling you all the time. And so the word is mentorship. And we sure do love Pastor and Sister Bradford so very much. And of course, Bishop and Sister Frost, amazing, amazing people. We love you, Bishop, and Sister Bishop, very much. Brother Peyton and Sister London, you guys rock. I asked him if he went and got a pocket knife, and he just shook his head so fast. Like, okay, sorry, bro, sorry. I guess you don't. Amen. Love you, Brother Peyton, Sister London, and Sister Paisley. And uh, Pastor said that the DNA of, of GBFPC has been changed, but I can tell you the DNA of Brother and Sister Hopkins has also been affected by your love, by your worship, and just by being who you are. My wife and I have kept a diary of every kindness that you've shown, and uh, it means the world to us. Well, you ready for some preaching this morning? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. There are key moments in everyone's life when God, there's just moments when it's an un, undeniable God moment when God speaks. For me, that happened at 11 and a half years of age. A, a young boy who had just come from a funeral for my father, who we buried at 34 years of age. A dynamic preacher, incredible musician, an outstanding singer. This word that God gave me, I could take you to the spot. I could tell you the time. I had just finished taking out the trash for the household, and I leaned my stocking foot up against the garage door, and I looked out at a velvety black sky sprinkled with bright diamond-like stars. God spoke to me in that moment. And with that one word, he protected me from the insecurities and vulnerabilities that come along with being a fatherless son. Today, I want to encourage those that are also in the same shoes. As Pastor Bradford has already mentioned, look around and note how blessed you are to be a part of GBFPC. 
a place that upholds the beautiful, awesome position of a father. And so today I want to join my voice with everyone that has gone before to all of those men who are true apostolic men and father figures and say to you, Happy Father's Day. The word that God spoke to me is going to be our launching point this morning, and it is in Isaiah, the ninth chapter, in the sixth verse. I'm not going to be long here this morning, but I do feel a special touch of God in an amazing direction for this house this morning. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. That summer evening, the Lord spoke to me, I will be your Father. I will be your father. This morning, I want to observe just a very short story in the book of Luke, and I want to observe the interactions between fathers, or rather, friends, servants, and sons. Friends, servants, and sons. If you know that God will help us today, why don't you lift your hands and thank him for what he's about to do in this house. God, we worship you today. We thank you for your presence and your spirit. You're a great God and greatly to be praised. And we honor you today, Jesus. And we thank you for every father that's here. And we thank you, God, for what you're going to do. Would you speak a special word, God, of encouragement and of uplift in the name of Jesus. And we'll give you glory for what you're going to do. Amen. The Lord bless you and you may be seated. Friends, servants, and sons. It's a very interesting story that we're all familiar with, but today I want to look at a certain character in this story. The story begins, it's a story that Jesus told a parable, perhaps some would say, in Luke the 15th chapter. And it starts out that there was a certain man that had two sons. It's very evident that this man was a hard worker and he was a provider. The younger of these two sons came and said to his father, the father, I want you to give me the portion of goods that fall unto me. It's the nature of fathers to give. In fact, the writer James said in James 1 and 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Then in verse 17, he says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and it comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Matthew 7 and 7 about this everlasting and heavenly Father. He says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek 
and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And he talks about the nature of fathers. What one of you is there of his son would ask of bread would give him a stone or a fish would give him a serpent. If you then being evil or fleshly know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Do you have a need in your life this morning? All you've got to do is ask. There's a heavenly father that's moved and that's concerned and that's ready and able and willing to meet your need. This father, he divided unto both the elder and the younger son his living. I always thought that he went to the bank vault and gave that youngest son his desire. But this father, in trying to be equitable to both, divided unto both of them their living. And then the Bible says that they went back to work for daddy for a little while. And then the younger son, feeling the weight of that money in his pocket, couldn't stand it anymore and said, I'm done working. I don't want to be around here anymore. And he left. And he went and began to, to join himself to a man in a far country and began to waste his substance on riotous living. How do you think Think the father felt to know that his hard-earned income was now being wasted in a place of a far country. What he had worked so hard to garner and to bring into the storehouse was now being spent in a way that absolutely was contrary to everything that he had known and to everything that he had put into his two boys. And then one morning he goes out and picks up the paper and he sees that this investment that should have yielded a good, good result and income for generations to come is now in the middle of a famine. All the dread that came to daddy to know that my child is now in a place that is barren and hungry and I don't know if he handled the investment correctly. When he had spent all and, and there was nothing left, this young man finds himself there in a field and he's feeding some swine, this young Jewish boy who really should have known a lot better is now with some swine in direct conflict with his upbringing. And, 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 he's, and, he's, and, and beyond that, he begins to eat what the swines are eating. And, and I begin to look at what this was that he was eating, the, the husks that the swine ate. It isn't what I thought, the outside of a ear of corn. But really what this is is something that tastes so good but has no sustenance. The whole point of this 
husk was to fatten the swine for the slaughter, but was not really something that was very nutritious. And so this young man found that the more he ate of it, the more hungry he got. The more he imbibed in what the pigs were eating, the more hungry he got. Let me just stop here and tell you that the things that this world has to offer your soul will only leave you empty and longing for more. The only true fullness or fulfillment that you can find is right here in Father's house. So he says, I'm going to arise and go to my father. And I'm going to say to my father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I'm no more worthy to be called your son. You see this? Your son. Not worthy to be called your son. But make me as one of your hired servants. This boy left saying, give me. But he came back saying, won't you make me? And it was before he could ever get to the front doorstep that his father came running out to him. And it was amazing because daddy had kept things going at the ranch. The calf was being fed every day. His robe was being pressed every day and there was a ring that was being shined and kept in repository just for this young man. I want to tell you that no matter how far you may get from Father's house, there are some people in here that are still keeping things going, keeping the lights on, keeping the prayer room hot because any day I know that my son is going to come home. That child that God loves is on his way back to Father's house. And he said, for this is my son. He was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. And while the party is going on, his elder son who was in the field came in and he heard the sounds of music and dancing and the son called to a servant. I'm just about through. And he said, what is this that I hear in the house? And, and he began to be angry and he said, I'm not gonna go in. But in this moment, we can see the character of daddy come out because everybody talks about the time when the father ran to the younger son. But not many people talk about the time when daddy ran to the elder son. Daddy comes out again and he says, what is it that's bothering Bothering you, and he said, Father, I have worked for you for such a long time. I have not transgressed the law at any time or your commandment, and you never gave me a kid that I may make merry with my friends. And the father again is, is, is astonished, and he says, Why don't you look around? Everything that I possess, <laughs> I'm about to preach. 
belongs to you. He's astonished because the younger son says, give me what belongs to me. And he's confused. And, and the elder son says, you never gave to me. And, 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 and the word that both of these boys used, oh my, is I want to be made a servant. I want to be made a slave because I'm not worthy to be called a son. And the elder says, I've been working around here like a servant, like a slave. So here we have two sons that are living like servants in daddy's house. The younger son is underprivileged on purpose. And the elder son is unwittingly underprivileged. There is no need to ask for your portion of goods because the portion of goods already belong to you. As the music comes, Hebrew tradition teaches us that a man of substance would have trusted servants friends, that he would give the rolling and a ruling of his house to to teach the ways of the household. Galatians 4 and 1, now I say that the heir as long as he is a child differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of a father. When that son had matured enough to become a friend, because you see, a servant, a slave, has no idea what the grand plan is, but only does what is told to him without question. But a friend has more insight to the purposes of a father. This is exemplified in the life of Abraham when it was said that he was a friend of God because the Lord came and said, I can't hide this thing from my friend called Abraham. John 15 and 13, greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. But there's something that happens between verse 14 and 15. Here's a promotion. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I call you friends. For all the things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. You haven't chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, he's going to give it to you. Galatians 4 and 3, even so we, when we were the children, were in bondage under the elements of this world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that are under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son unto into your hearts crying, Abba, Father. 
Check out verse number seven. Wherefore you are not anymore a servant but a son. And if you're a son, you are an heir of God through Christ. You guys get the message? We're in our Father's house. I've got to make it plain here today. There are some folks that are living in the house of God that are sons, but you've got a slave's mentality. It's amazing to me, and I'm going to, I'm going to get ahead. I'm going to go to the end. Oftentimes, we, we, we buy what we want, but we beg for what we need. When you're a son, you are entitled to everything that the father possesses. Why would you beg when all you've got to do is ask? When he says, I'm your bread, I am your comforter, I am your way maker, I am your health, your healer, your help, your provider, your peace, your protector, your sustainer, your sufficiency, your stability. In me there is true love and fullness of joy and true fulfillment. Matthew 6 and 8, don't be like those that are living outside the house. For your father knoweth the things that you have need of before you even ask him. As we stand together today, I just want to redirect your eyes and attention to an everlasting father that says, Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give. When my wife and daughter and I walk into the, oh man, that place called Target. My, my wife has in her wallet a card that I pay for, that I work for. And somehow my daughters have learned that if we can just get mom to pull out that card, everything that we want to need, we can have it. And if that isn't enough, Aria and Chloe, they just know how from their place in the cart to reach out and start getting everything that they want. And, and it's in me. I, I get a little annoyed a little bit. I, 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 think, I don't think we need 18 of these frozen Barbie dolls. And then Ariel look at me and say, but thank you so much. All right. Have it, Aria. You want 19, 20? We'll get them all. I know we don't got room to carry them, but we can ship them. That's how God feels about you. What do you have need of? I know today's Father's Day and and there are a whole lot of things that that word might stir up an emotion. But I'm here to tell you, you're in Father's house this morning. And whatever you need, 
You don't have to beg for it. Reach out and, and just grab it and start thanking him because he's the everlasting father and he knows what you have need of. He's anxious and ready and willing to give unto you before you can even ask or think. Today, I think with a great heart of thanksgiving, we ought to lift it up to him and say, God, I thank you for answering my need. I thank you, God, for being the everlasting Father. Today I hear him saying, is there anything I can do for you? You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to cry, and, but, but it's already your everything that I've got. I've got healing and it belongs to you. I've got hope and it belongs to you. Reach out and get to whatever you need. Right now, can we just take a moment and can we thank God that he loves us, that he's reaching for us. some folks, but right now we can just love him, we can thank him, 